Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Choose Well Program Podcast. I am Mr. Brown. And in this episode, I'm kind of taking the hot seat a little bit. We got some other episodes coming where it's more Q&A, but we have a good conversation. Myself and Stephanie Fagan have a conversation about parenting, about media, and music. And it stems from a conversation I had with some of her students in her classroom. And I said this statement, when you listen to something, you know you shouldn't listen to. Or you watch something on television, you know you shouldn't watch. Every time you do it, you betray yourself. It's not about your, your parents. It's not about your teacher. It's about you. When you know yourself that this is not good for me, what I'm listening to, what I'm watching, and, and you have this sense of guilt like I shouldn't be doing this, but you do it anyway, every time you do it, you betray yourself. And her students who were in fifth grade at the time were just their faces looked like, whoa, I never thought of that. And that's one of my joys of working with students is helping them to think. Listen, I'm not the media police. I can't go in your and watch everything you're watching, tell you yes or no. And sometimes as parents, we try to do that. But I want to equip my kids and other kids, too, to be thinking about what they're putting in. Because I believe this, garbage in, garbage stay. Yeah, garbage in, garbage stay. And I don't want to give too much away from this episode, but go ahead and listen to this episode, our conversation with Stephanie Fagan about parenting, media, and, or media and music. And uh, hey, I'll join you back here at the end. started your program before you had your two younger kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, so how, when you're out there and you're talking to kids, how does being a father play into how you, I mean, did it change when you sit there and think about what if it's your kids out there listening and they're hearing this message? How does being a father affect how you do Mr. Brown and the message that you have for everybody? I think it's helped because I can relate with some of the stuff the kids are going through as far as like when I start singing Daniel Tiger songs, Mm -hmm. they really relate. Like, how did you know that? Right. Right. You know, so I think it's helped in that sense. But having the older daughter, um, it, it, you know, I've been speaking to kids, even her friends when she was Mm -hmm. young. So it's always been the idea that these kids are kids. And so even before I had kids, I was speaking to kids. And so it's changed a little bit, but not a lot. And maybe the references and things that I know that they're watching now or things that are dealing with now. It kind of helps you connect a little bit because you know what's popular. Like I'm struggling these days a little bit because when my daughter was younger and in school, I knew like the hip things that were going on because she was going through it as well. Justin Bieber, we saw Justin Bieber in concert, you know, we knew the I knew the music I knew everything that was going on now that she's up and out and a college graduate and now getting her own place and congratulations Seth by the way kind (laughs) of out of the loop yes what's funny is I'm not in the loop yeah I'm in a loop with little kids cartoons middle school kids I can't tell you who the new hip-hop artists are Mm -hmm. I can't tell you who the new little little whoever is anymore I have no idea Um, but I think what helps me overcome that is I'm being genuine about who I am I'm not trying to fit in with that as a matter of fact some little girl said hey do you know Doja Cat no who's Doja Cat I have no idea you don't know Doja Cat I have no idea who Doja Cat is. Just I don't know one who. Of her songs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I try to relate with them on a human human basis. Because mm-hmm. I think this, even though I may not know all the music and stuff, the movies, things they're watching, I know the hum- human condition hasn't changed. Yeah. Kids facts. feel betrayal. Kids feel abandoned. Kids feel misused. Kids feel lonely. Um, and so the human experience hasn't changed. If anything, it is only. It's only come to them earlier in life. So now I'm talking to third and fourth graders about abandonment, drug use, about their parents doing things they shouldn't be doing, about stepdad and stepmom, or even sometimes sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Because 
the human experience hasn't changed. And I think that's my approach to whether I'm making a video uh, in a school, being genuine, number one, but understanding the human experience has not changed. So yeah. what, and I had a kid ask me a question, Mr. Brown, what are things you go through that we kids can, can relate with? Same stuff y'all going through. It may have a different label, different style, but all of it is pretty much the same. So I really try to relate with them on the human experience and even providing hope for them because some of them don't have hope and trying to give them something to hope in. And the saddest thing is some of the things they listen to lead them down a, a road of despair. <laughs> like, like you're putting this this stuff in your mind. You're putting this music in your mind that says that that women are this and women are that and you dance to it. And then when you treat it that way, you think, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. No, it's not. I'm going to give you a view of something different. Well, Mr. Brown was nice enough to come to my classroom last spring before school got out. And I loved when you had the conversation about the music they listen to and what they watch on TV. You're putting that in your head. You're putting garbage. And I can't remember exactly what garbage in, garbage stay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And it's like, um, it. Yeah, that's what they're doing. And, you know, I've been I've been upset about music and video games and what they kids are allowed to watch. Like when my daughter was younger, I didn't let her watch any movie that was PG-13 until she was 13, 13, (laughs) maybe even 17. (laughs) Um, It might have been 12. But, you know, until she got up there, I didn't let her watch those when she was little. I didn't let her listen to the radio and listen to all that music. She listened to little she listened to a lot of Disney music when she was young. And it was the Jonas Brothers and Hannah Montana, which what they're doing now is just (laughs) not going to go there. But at the time, it was decent, nice music for little kids to listen to. You know, Mm -hmm. she could listen to that and it was safe. And I did that. And then. You know, when she was in, got to middle school, it was just, you know, you could, I couldn't hide from it anymore. She knew all the songs I didn't want her to know because all of her friends taught it to her, you know. And I think that's, that's the thing we're, we're probably going to deal with is the music because we don't listen to much of that music here in our home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We listen to a lot of different music in our kids. My, my kids are, they listen to a lot of audiobooks, have these inside jokes with each other about the book stories. And I'm like, yeah. my kids are a little different in that sense. But I want to train them to be critical thinkers. Yeah. Like what is, come, what, do you, what is that saying about you? What is that saying about the world? So we've listened to some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time it's like through family. Family nights when I go to speak at schools, my kids come and they hear some music they haven't heard before. Yeah. But what is this music actually saying? Even even as a Christian, we listen to Christian music. And one day my kids are singing a song. I said, what does that mean? I don't know. I said, we should probably figure out what that means before we keep singing it. Yeah. So I want you to be critical thinkers about what are you saying? And listen, we got to be, as a culture, more interested in the substance than the style. Mm-hmm. We let the style dictate too much. Exactly. And if we listen and really put down the words and read the words out loud. Remember this one kid uh, from a school in Minnesota? And he, I went there, spoke, and he's following Instagram, and he posted this video of him dunking. Like, it was a little highlight reel of him dunking, shooting, playing basketball. And the music that was under it was horrible. Talking about doing this to this girl, coming up in the all this stuff, right? And he's, he's shooting basketball, right? And so I was like, man. So I sent him a DM to a person. I said, hey, yo. Um, what you really think about this music, you know, what, what it's saying about you, what it's saying to any recruit that may be, you know, coming after you. Yeah. More importantly, what is it saying to your future daughter? Yeah. I said, would you write these lyrics down, put it in the envelope and letter it to your daughter one day? Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't. But I think we're, we're taught as a culture to look at the style, who it is, and not the substance. And I think we're, we're headed down a very dangerous place when we don't take a minute to look at what it's actually saying about us and the world we live in. I'll never forget, um, 
I think I might have told you this. You know, I'm going into my 18th year of teaching, but it was my fourth or fifth year of teaching um, is when the Hangover movie came out. And I just moved up to fifth grade. Okay. And um, there, that was PG-13 too, wasn't it? No, I think it was R. Really? I don't know. I, I've never watched it because my fifth graders, 75% of them, their favorite movie, Hangover. I'm like... Why are you guys mm-hmm. watching a movie that's about drinking and being hungover and everything? And to this day, I still haven't watched it because I, I just have like PTSD from that class. <laughs> from your kids watching it. It was their favorite movie and they talked about it. And I'm like, you cannot talk about movies that you are not allowed to watch at this age in my classroom. <laughs> and I think some Go of them will watch it. talk about it somewhere else. Some watch because their parents are watching. So they just watch yeah. along. And the parents, and I think as a parent, one of my responsibilities is to protect my kids. So for me, I don't. we don't watch any of our shows in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. We watch yeah. stuff together. We'll watch you know, some things on YouTube or they like, uh, like we like oh, Mark Rober. We watch mm-hmm. stuff together. Um, we watch sports together and it's not just about me but i think we don't do that and i remember you mentioned a hangover but i don't know the name of the movie but i remember it was a movie about a guy i only saw the the commercials for it but he um he had these illusions that bigger women were thinner women oh yeah i remember that one What, what was it I can't remember, but I. But I remember it was PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. And all this, all this sexual stuff was in it, but it was yeah. PG thirteen. Yeah. And I said, at some point, we got to stop trusting these people out there who may not have kids. And think about this: who's rating these things? What is their motive? Is it to get people to watch movies or not to watch movies? What is their interest? So I mm-hmm. can't trust because you said it's PG thirteen or G. I got to be a parent. So you know what? That's not for my kid. But even more than not telling my kids what they can and cannot watch, I want to train them to be critical thinkers for themselves. Now, mm-hmm. there's some things in our house you're not going to do. Like, yeah. you're not watching in our house. But once you get older, that's your choice. But I want you to still be thinking about, critically thinking about what this is you're consuming. Well, and just so you know, you know, when you were in my classroom and you had that conversation with the kids, it hasn't left me. I, I think about it because I had an instance where I was, I gave blood. And, you know, while it's giving platelets, so you're there for a couple hours and they give you an iPad, right? And it has Netflix on it. And the guy's like, hey, you know, you should watch this show. It's really good. You know, people have been watching it. So I start watching it. It's not that bad of a show. Not that bad. Is it good? Oh, (laughs) so I kind of start watching it. I watched it there, watched a few episodes at home. I wasn't totally into it because... If I was totally into it, I would sit and watch it, but it was just on and I was doing things around the house. Well, I came and sat down and was watching a couple episodes and it was horrific. (laughs) It was what happened. I am not going to say what happened in this this show, but it scarred my brain. I had to turn it off. I can't unsee it. And I just literally, it just really that instance really made me think about you know garbage in garbage days this stuff doesn't leave and if i'm an adult and watching this affected me so bad it made me and like i've totally changed like i don't since that watching that i've changed a lot of what i watch there are a few things that i watch that i can handle some of them are popular some i wouldn't necessarily recommend um but i do really limit and I am careful with what I watch on TV ever since that because I just was like, this really stayed like it affected me, like it scarred my brain for a good week or two. And I, and I think, I, and I, I don't, I never want to be the person because I grew up in church where, hey, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, that that's I don't want to be that. 
But I want people to think. Yeah, I want to empower to you to think about the choices mm-hmm. you're making. And so what we said to your kids that, you know, if you watch something or listen to something, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. Every time you do it, you betray yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think teaching kids to listen to their own conscience. And even though what if their parents, well, it's not about their parents. Eventually, one day it's not about their parents anyway. It's about them. And if they can equip themselves now, hey, that's all. That's not good. I'm, I'm going to walk out the room. Yeah. I, I think that 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 is so powerful because it makes you start to think about what's good for you. Yeah. And I think, because um, I'm not always proud of everything I watch either. I don't want to be like the TV police, right? I'm yeah. not that person. But like you said, some things you see, you can't unsee. Yeah. And, and how does it impact you? And I think the way things are just promoted, and I say this, this entertainment today is not entertainment. It's education. It's teaching you about your world, mm-hmm. what you believe, who you should be, how you should live, because it's so powerful. It's not just like you can say, oh, I'm going to watch that, and then that's that. But many of these kids begin to internalize that, and I need to be that. I'm nothing if I don't watch that. And now you add on top of that social media, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother platform that <laughs> people, that, that somebody curates, even what you see. Like, so if a girl starts, you know, typing in different, start watching certain uh, YouTube or Instagram follow us, influencers, mm-hmm. that f- algorithm is going to start feeding her things just like that over and over. And that becomes her reality that she thinks all that's really happened in the world is what Instagram feeds me. And I think we, and even as, a, as an Instagram user myself, I have to be careful because mm-hmm. I have to, whether whatever platform I'm on, these people are in it for money. Like we make a lot of stuff on YouTube and Facebook. We produce a lot of things. One of the things I remember my wife saying one day, I don't know if she got it from somebody else, but she said, we want to create more than we consume. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like to create a lot of things, even like videos like this. And I want people to consume them, but we don't get a lot of views sometimes. We don't, our stuff isn't being promoted. And I was talking to one of our team members about why, because we put some stuff out there and it gets promoted a lot. Like other stuff don't. Why? She said, basically it comes down to what they want to promote. Mm-hmm. What makes them money is what's going to be promoted. Yeah. And so we got to figure out how to get on that money train, not for us, <laughs> but how can we benefit them so it can benefit our message getting out in the world? Yeah. So, hey, you can help us out by clicking like on this and sharing it because then that teach the algorithm other people like this stuff. <laughs> we live in such a culture that we, we put ourselves in front of things and we don't say, is it good? We say, is it, is it that bad? Mm-hmm. And the example I think I gave your kids or no, I get these high school kids. I said this. Do you like powdered donuts? They were like, yeah, I like powdered donuts. I said, let's say you wanted some powdered donuts and there was one powdered donut. But to get to this powdered donut, you had to go into a sewer, swim through a bunch of you know stuff in the sewage, and then get to the powdered donut. Would you want it? They were like, one kid said, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, no. I said, and that's the sad thing about our world. Watching movies... Listening to music is a part of human experience. And we like movies because we like stories because we're in a story. We mm-hmm. want to see how stuff begins, middle, end, characters. We, we gravitate to stories because we are built that way and we're in one. But the sad thing is we have to, in order to get a good story, a good morsel of a story, we got to swim through the sewer, through all kind of waste to get to that much of a story. So we have to be very careful that we are trying to watch things that are a little bit that are don't have to do all that to get to a good story. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. we have to watch the whole bunch of murder. And it's funny because I struggle with this too. Like, I'll go speak somewhere and I'll be gone for a week and come back. I'm tired. I've been speaking all day. And I'll come home and find myself turn on a television to watch humans do the worst things they can do to each other for entertainment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I've been That's spending my time. Let's yeah. watch us be horrific to each other. Yeah, exactly. I've been spending my whole day telling students to choose well, you know, helping them, th- having <laughs> private conversations, helping them overcome stuff they're doing in their life. And I go turn on television and watch Criminal Minds. <laughs> Watching people 
choosing to be horrific to and, other people. Yeah, and and I get it because there's every story has a a salvific sal, salvation message to mm-hmm. it in a sense, like the idea that there's good by, good guy, bad guy, and the good people usually win the stories, right? Or usually, redemption. I like a yeah, redemption, redemption that's the story. It's a redemption in most stories, right? There's mm-hmm. somebody, there's a heroine that you know, and so we like that. Those things like I, I watch some shows and be there tearing up, like, man, that was a good that was good. The family got back together, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's good. I get that, but how much damage do I have to do to my own mind? <laughs> how much garbage do I have to swim through to get that? And I have to be careful and try to watch stuff that is more wholesome. I mean, and TV has changed. Yeah, it has. I hope I don't come across as someone who's judging people because that's, that's what, and I don't want people to have to justify themselves to me. It's a choice for you. And I didn't always make the choices I'm making now. And guess what? I'll make different choices in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's about making better choices to live a better life. It's all about getting better. And if, if life is one thing, it's about making choices to be better. I don't think people want to make choice intentionally to be worse. Do you want to get worse and worse or something? Mm-hmm. So I think it's about becoming better. Thanks again for listening to the Choose Well Program podcast or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, thank you so much. For more information about everything we do, how we may come to your school, bring the Choose Well Program to your town, to your city, we would love to. Uh, visit the choosewellprogram.com. And even if we can't visit, you can always download a lot of the video library and even the merch. We got some Choose Well merch. Consider other merch. Just check out the choosewellprogram.com to find out more and make sure you join us for the next episode because that will be a good choice. Because when you make better choices, you live a better life. So choose well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.